You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. And we're live. Awesome. I, we're actually, uh, thank you guys for listening. This is uh, a special episode of Archery Unfiltered. Uh, I'm with Rudy Sandoval. We're driving back from Impact Archery's indoor money shoot. Uh, it is late. It is, well, 5.39. We will not be home until late, late on a Sunday. <laughs> It'll be great for when I go to work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But this is a special episode, uh, especially because I'm using Rudy's equipment. So for the first time ever, I'm going to get to cut an episode, and you guys won't bitch about the crappy audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm good for something. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, amazing day today. It was, uh, it was nuts. Yeah, you shot amazing, like really, really good. I, I feel great. Um, you know, I feel very proud of how I shot. Uh, we had a lot of good shooters. I mean, there was a lot of good shooters yesterday, and a lot of the guys that shot today were there yesterday. But today... Um, people seem to bring their a game or work out whatever was not working for them yesterday and we saw some really good shooters um, yeah i think everyone shot actually pretty well yeah considering and then and it was just a battle you know um i know alan changed his stabilizer and i know in the first qualifying round it, it caused him to struggle but uh the second qualifier he got real comfortable it was nuts and he was like just, you know, mowing down X's left and right. Um, other crazy stuff. You know, our boy Randall Kilpack. He had like a, a slight misfire, sent one down range, and that cost him ten points, and that changed, you know, his place in the in the shoot up. So for everyone that you know, some details. The the Impact Archery Indoor Money Shoot is a Lancaster. It's a Lancaster style shoot, shot on uh, Impact's Vegas face. So. You know, X's count is 11. You know, we pretty much scored it like a Vegas round and then just added X's to the end afterwards. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was awesome. And then they were going to take, uh, you know, um, Brian Webb, the owner of Impact, asked us, well, you know, how do you guys want to do the shoot-up? Do you guys want to do top six or do you guys want to do all, you know, everybody? And, I, you know, I... I don't know what your opinion on that was, Rudy, but I was like, you know, I was the first to yell, everybody, get everyone in there. Let's see the bottom up. No, man, I think I think it was done right. Like, I think uh, I think doing the doing doing all the the bottom up um, was fine. I think honestly, like, I think it would have still it wouldn't have changed the results, like, because um, how many there was what how many I think there was a total of. Uh, 16? 16 people, right? I think so. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, we still had, you know, there's always things, <laughs> you know, like challenges that the archery gods throw our way. I know you got stuck next to this fucking dude who's like stomping his feet. Uh, you know, big pain in the ass guy to shoot next to. So here's a good one. <coughs> good topic for everybody. You don't get to shoot. You don't really don't get to pick where you shoot, right? No, you know what's awesome is they had a, they have like these little poker chips with numbers, uh, lanes written down, and they're like face down so you can't see what the number is, and then they're just like scattered on the counter. And when you go in to register or to sign up, you pick up one of the poker chips, mm -hmm. and underneath has the lane assignment. You get randomly assigned your your yeah. position. So nobody got to pick where they got to shoot. I got lucky. I got to shoot with. Uh, Gus uh, Ulrich and Brent Brown, um, my buddy Robert. I got to shoot with a bunch of cool people that I know. Yeah. Matt, Matt Tippins, the guy that's always hooking me up with releases. I got to shoot with him. So that was kind of like our bail on the far right. You got stuck with this dude again. You got stuck shooting with this guy who, you know, throws fits every time he uh, doesn't shoot right. And we kind of talked about this on the last podcast. And, we, you know, we don't, we don't have to go deep down it again. You know, unless you want to, but this is like a real obstacle that happens in archery. And yeah, it's not always indoor either. It's happened in the outlaws where you get, you know, paired yeah. with someone who's <laughs> who's just a pain. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, yesterday yesterday uh, was pretty challenging because it was just kind of like it was kind of it was shitty to have to deal. Yeah, dude. With, with the uh, someone's breathing with, on your neck. Which it was just, it was really like just a downer. Like the energy, just like it's hard. It's hard to bell, maintain. Yeah, you know when you, you're walking up to score, and then like the he, dude's in the way because he's got to look at his arrow, and he's like angry and <laughs> w w whatever. Yesterday was yesterday. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I gotta say, today was probably like the worst. Uh, the worst like experience for me i've had in archery in a long time like yeah i, I seriously as far as the fun getting sucked I out was, of it for i you. was very i was angry the whole day like i was not i was not a happy guy today yeah it's extremely hard to focus when someone's i don't know just throwing tantrums left and right it's really strange you know you don't see it, that it was it was in the, uh, the thing that that uh i mean people that weren't shooting next to me were still affected by it yeah and but i the dude was like overpowering like he was standing over me because he's a larger he's a bigger dude very huge guy and uh he was like in my ear it was like fuck shit like every shot and it was like banging on his bow because he he there think there's a rattle there like smacking himself in the head with arrows like <laughs> shaking his release and uh the thing is, is that, like, I have my own demons that I'm working through and dealing yeah, with. Yeah, And, um, you know, I'm at full draw, and there were several times where I'm at full draw. Everything's going good for me. I'm trying to run my game. And then, like, there was just, like, this, like, violent outburst out of him, you <laughs> know? And nonsense, then, yeah. And then he's, like, like just, like, doing this grunting and... Um, and then, like, he started doing, like, this, like, clicking thing with his mouth. <laughs> and the, f you know, want to know what the irony here? This is, this is, this is funny. So, like, so, like, I do play, like, video games sometimes. 
and um, in Destiny 2, there's like this character. Okay. Right? And my wife makes fun of it because every it's like this like alien creature. And when he talks, he goes, I am Varix. And then after he says that, he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> like with his mouth, dude. And the dude would like fucking do that with his mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like haunted. he sounds just like Varix <laughs> on on Destiny 2. And it's funny because like I'm going to know who all the archery nerds, like video game nerds are from saying yeah. that. Because they're going to be like, oh my, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, all you nerdy nerds <laughs> are going to know. I don't know. I'm, I, I praise I praise you guys. You know, I do too much weightlifting and CrossFit to understand that stuff. Yeah, no, it, Wendell would be playing video games if his wife let, uh, let him, so. Fuck, <laughs> 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 let me. Anyways. But, yeah, uh, so. I, you had to battle your own demons plus this guy's demons on top of it. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, like, like honestly, like I, I usually don't let things bother me, but today th- this was excessive. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that to, th- it was unacceptable what happened today, and I kept my mouth shut, which took a lot of courage for me to keep my mouth shut because I really, you know, I, I I wanted to cuss the dude out. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, but you don't um, want to get a hole fucking punched in you by some dude that, you know. I, I don't know him, and I don't know what he's capable of. And, and, and that was the other thing, too. When I'm at full draw, like, like, like I'm, I didn't know if this guy was going to, like, dry fire his bow, forget to do something because he's, like, so, like, I was, like, he was so, so unstable. Strung. Yeah, so high strung. Like, I was, like, freaked out by it. And, yeah. uh and so, like, I'm trying to work through my shot, and, and I struggled. So, um, and then Brian Brian and Adam were like, hey, um, if you want, dude, like, you know, we can change targets, you know, on the next one. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I, I opted not to do that just because it's like, if in Vegas, you're not going to get the option to do that. Right. I thought that was pretty cool of you. you I, know, I and, heard uh, that. I heard when you... And uh, the thing just cut out. I, I heard... Uh, when uh, Brian had asked you, and you said, "No, no, I'm good. It's cool. Like I'm just gonna keep rolling," you know. And and uh, but I'm gonna. Say, so I mean, aside from that, like some of you might be listening and be like, "Well, you need a stronger mental game." And, and yes, that's that's definitely true. All, all I'm gonna say is, in the 14 years that I've been shooting, I've never been, I've never been, I've never dealt with someone at this level of of annoyance and just. And, and what, and after, after we had lunch and we shot, you know, the, the, the second, uh-huh. second half, like I, it was like, I, what was making me upset was like, I was trying to like figure this out. And what I realized is this person is just very selfish. Yeah. Because it's like, they don't give a shit about how they're affecting everyone He else. didn't give a fuck yeah. about anybody else in that, in that shop. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, and it's like, it's all about me. Let me, let me throw these temper tantrums and, um, you know, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm really, I'm really upset Yeah, that about it. Sucked, I'm really upset about it. Um, and I, I know I shouldn't let it bother me, but, and, uh, th- for me, it's a learning experience because then, you know, in the future, I, I think I have a better idea how to handle it. Yeah. And you, you know, I don't know. It, it's crazy. I I feel like, okay, so the guys that shoot at Impact all, all the time, they know how to block it out because they deal with it all the time. And I know, like, Joel Turner talks about um, 
like when he's teaching people how to focus, he'll like clap, you know, he'll clap in their face while they're shooting. He'll call them names and shit. Mm-hmm. He'll berate them while they're shooting. And, you know, his whole thing is, I'm going to make you focus so that all this stuff drowns itself out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like that's a skill that, that can be acquired. But um, I don't know how, uh, you know, without going up and taking his course or whatever, I don't know how you have that ability or how you can manage blocking someone out like that because that's extreme. Like, this dude's extreme. And, like, I think he said he listens to my show, so I'm just going to go out and say, like, buddy, uh, you know. I'm going to be 100% honest, dude. Like, I ignored him. I didn't I didn't say anything to him. And, like, it, it was. I think it was pretty obvious to the world that I was pretty frustrated with what yeah. was going on. Oh, uh, but to this dude. And then and then we with, go to lunch, and he sits down, like, right in front of me. <laughs> he liked you. And, like, <laughs> I, I was like, man, this guy is fucking clueless, dude. And, like, I didn't really say a whole lot to him. I, I try to be nice, but, like, I'm sorry. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I, well, I don't. I wanted to say, I'm like, happy. to this dude, you know, uh, if you find yourself so frustrated that you're cursing and slapping shit all over the place, with Winning in Mind is a great book to check out. And, like, one of the early, you know, I'm sure it says somewhere in there, you know, don't yell fuck, you know, and, you know, don't stomp your feet, don't throw your Yelling, shit. And we've all, you know, we've all had, like, those little moments where we made a bad shot and we had something slipped, you know? I've never thrown my gear. I've. I've, I've, we've all had those moments where we've slipped and it's usually followed by like, I'm so sorry and apology to the person next to you. I guess, I guess too, the other thing that kind of frustrated me was just like the sort of the lack of, of, um, of, uh, like respect for the people around you. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, uh, just sort of like this, uh, like etiquette, you know, there's, there's etiquette out there. Yeah. And and we all struggle. We have things. And usually, like, when those things happen, it's followed up by, like, oh, I'm very sorry. Like, I accidentally bumped, um, you know, the guys next to me's arrows when I'm at full draw. You know? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I, my bad. Yeah. You know? And and what that does is that calms the other person down. Uh-huh. You know, because you're just trying to win. Yeah, you're not just trying to take away from their game. Y- yeah, I don't want to. You don't want to take away from them. You know, so, <coughs> so I just did my best to try to like shield Oscar from that because like like, so so I was countering it with like great shot, Oscar. Like good, like good job. Like, yeah. So Rudy's talking about <laughs> Oscar Melendez. Yeah. Uh, he's a shooter out of Southern California. He uh, does he shoot for Turners or does he? He works at Turners. He works at Turners. Yeah, he's a Botech. He's a Botech and. Oscar shot amazing. He shot great. He shot great both days. He shot great both days. Uh, you know, granted, both days they're separate events. Today he shot he shot good on both qualifiers, and it seated him, I believe, in fourth place, or f- no, like sixth place, right? And from sixth place he went. I'm fucking this up, but whatever place he was, he shot through like four or five people in the shoot up. And uh, it was a cool thing to see. Like, when you see someone do a run like that, uh, I mean, do you remember at the uh, Bay, Area, Bay Area Open, for me to get to Kevin Wilkie, I had to clear through, like, four people, right? No. Four or five people? Yeah, I was in the middle, dude. At the Bay Area Open? Yeah. At the Bay Area, I had, like, a super long run of eliminating people to get to Wilkie. That's why Wilkie was said, told me it wasn't fair because I was all warmed up. Did 
Oh yeah, that's right. Because Alan did Alan who who got Alan yeah. and Rubio were up that's there. That's right. That's right. And so um and Austin and yeah, big time. I had to yeah. remember, and I had to shoot. I had a um I had a one arrow shoot off with Austin that I lost from my position. So I had to start further back. <laughs> I had to shoot against Randall first, and then Austin, and then all these fucking guys. Well, I think Oscar did that today. Plus some, you know, I think he had more dudes to go through yeah. to get to the finals. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, he had, like, a really good mental game. I know those nerves, man, shooting off against people, those nerves come into play. And I don't know how he deals with them, but he did very well. You know, he seemed to talk himself down. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did a great job, man. Yeah. So, uh, Oscar, I just want you to know, uh, on behalf of Archer and Filtered, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. You did great. I'm going to say, so talk about positive things from the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, I had a, I had a rough experience, but there, there's, there's always like something good that comes out of every experience. And, um, the one thing though, that, that kept me, that I was really excited about and, and, and I was, I was like, kind of really happy to see uh, that I haven't seen in a while mm -hmm. was um, like that whole group of guys from Southern California that came up. Yeah. This like is Robert, kind of like a, a like, new deal. Like all those guys. Um, we don't it, see many. It was uh, guys. Robert. It was um, Oscar. Yeah. Um, uh, Alejandro. Alejandro. And, uh, and I'm really sorry, but I forgot the other guy's name. Oh man. I think it starts with a J really sorry but like like these group of guys came up there and they were super positive um they were really awesome to talk to and like really um it was really it was really an awesome experience yeah these are guys that we don't normally see yeah so like i was excited to be like oh man these guys are like coming up here and shoot like we have more guys to shoot with that uh-huh that want to you know you know be better and you i know. was really hoping we'd see alex mueller come up from southern california but you know, he wanted to go shoot some USA archery stuff and not try and make money. I guess doing whatever his day job is pays enough. So <laughs> we, yeah. didn't, we didn't get to see Alex, but we got to see guys that shoot with Alex who shot really well. And they're awesome dudes. Yeah, no, like seriously. like so It's kind of like a missing component. We're NorCal guys. We shoot against NorCal, like further NorCal guys. We shoot against Central California guys. We rarely shoot against SoCal guys. Yeah, no, and, and, and they're good, too, so, like, that that was awesome, like... Yeah, was, Alex was, like, seated third, right? What you, third or fourth in what the, the shoot-up? Uh, yeah, yeah, he shot, yeah, he was in fourth place. Yeah, he took out our boy, Zach. And Zach shot, I, dude, like, okay, like, like I got to give some love to Zach, because Zach actually, I think, did really well this week. He weekend. shot great all weekend. He shot really good. Uh, Zach is definitely, Zach Walker's, he shoots out of Lodi. Archery really has come along. Yeah, and this is kind of like a a really good year for him. I think him changing that bow was like probably the best thing he ever did. Yeah, Matthew's bows, they help. <laughs> I should say they don't hinder you. But I know, I know when the pressures on that bow felt different for him. And I don't think he was very happy with how it felt. Yeah, well, he, he hasn't. He doesn't have enough time. He didn't have enough time behind that bow. That's all. Right. So. Right. But I know Zach's been putting three hundreds down. I know he's, you know, he's definitely capable of it. For sure. So, see, other positive stuff that happened. Well, 
like recapping the shoot, I got another 300 on the first qualifier over on my side. I think my first was a 24X. And, you know, I look at I get it. I'm happy just to shoot a 300, especially in competition. It's something I've been waiting and working at since fucking, I want to say, November. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a 24X... It's not like what, you know, the the Geisebuller girls are putting down higher scores than that up north. Blake Jerome shits all over that. Uh, that my 29X buddy, is a bad day for Blake, you know? <laughs> yeah. My buddy Kai, he shits on that. But for me, it's a big deal, you know? And kind of what my show is, you know, my podcast, I'm going to, I'm trying to teach, or not teach, but help archers get better. Everyone get better. You know where you're at on the food chain unless you're delusional right it's and it's more of like uh it's more of uh like it's almost like a country of people that are within these borders what do you mean and northern we're, california we're getting, southern california and we're getting better together yeah well I, i'm talking about my show though it's not like, a nation my, oh no <laughs> that's been reserved it's more <laughs> of like uh a, a group of people that want to get better together <laughs> Like a self-help group. but um, Exactly. So, like, you know, I'm not Washington good. I, you know, I said it the other night. But I'm definitely feeling, like, Central California decent right now. And I know what my personal best is, you know. And I know, basically, I have a realistic expectation of myself, right? I know what I'm capable of. And I feel like this weekend I met that expectation. I'm, I didn't put down the scores I put down in practice. But I put down what I want to put down. If that makes sense, I think you're. I think uh, for you, Wendell, I think you always rise to the occasion. So I think, like, I think if you went up to Washington for one of those shoots or shot with those guys, like, I think you would just be throwing. I think you would meet that. Ex- meet whatever I expectations know, man. there, man. I don't know. Twenty nine X is hard to meet. If, if anything, <laughs> if anything, like we're the ones. All the rest of us haven't. I don't think it put enough pressure on you. <laughs> oh, you guys put pressure on me plenty. I, I mean, Alan, Alan, Alan's oh, so, the other 300, so. Yeah, so Alan shot, um, well, I don't think he got a 300 today, right? But I, he, I thought he shot a 300 on the first game. Oh, yes, he did. He did shoot a 300 on the first game. Alan shot a 314X on the first qualifier. Yeah, poor Al. Yeah, I'm sorry, Alan. And then uh, the second game, well, don't he, apologize to me. he almost had a 300. He had a 299 high X count game. And uh, I was nervous because the way I saw it playing out was it was going to be me versus Allen in the finals. And I was watching Allen all through the second qualifier just smash X's. Mm -hmm. And with this Lancaster scoring, an X really does benefit you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it made a big difference. Like an eleven makes a difference versus you like know. I shot like I shot decent, but my low X count really like hurts. It hurt hurts me this yeah. weekend really bad. So I'm watching uh, Allen the whole second qualifier just crush X's, and I'm like, fuck. Even if he you know didn't shoot a three hundred, if he can shoot a string of X's, that's enough to put me away, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous as hell when. Uh, when I was on deck, while he was shooting against Oscar, and I was on deck, I was shooting as many arrows as I could because I'd been sitting for like forty minutes, you know. Yeah. So I, uh, I would. I shoot. mean, because Randall had a really good X count. And Randall had a great X count, and then it, and he missed one target. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like Randall probably would have been seated too. Yeah, 
Yeah, probably. You know, or at least up there, he would have been up on you know one of the two, two or three. Guys. Yeah. So. And I know it's got. And I know it's got to suck because like I was really rooting for Randall. Uh, yeah. To like when that happened, I was like, Randall's. Gonna, I I I knew Randall would. I knew he would. I know he. I knew he would. Uh, I knew he would get like. I knew it would bother him. Uh huh. But I knew he would like persevere. Like I knew like he wasn't going to give up. He'd pull a chance, Bobef, and start start getting shooting X's. Yeah, like I knew I knew he was going to. If anything, I was like, all right, watch out. Like here comes a string of X's. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. I kind of saw that when he was up. I was like, oh shit! Like Randall's going to cut through a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. And it was just by. <laughs> By like a freak, you know, accident that he he only had a short run of like two people. Yeah, and and uh, I think I think uh, he told him he's shooting a a different release. Yeah, so, new release. And uh, he's not shooting. He eliminated the click, and um, and maybe I misinterpreted what he said because sometimes Randall can be a little bit cryptic with when he's saying stuff <laughs> and I'm not I'm not talking shit Randall it's just like sometimes like he'll say something and I'm like wait a minute was that a good thing or a bad thing I, I don't know but I I think he said he said I'm looking wide today what does I that think mean I th- <laughs> is that a bad joke Come on. <laughs> yeah oh, poor guy no no it, he said that to me <laughs> oh no, no, no. But I think he said taking the click out, I think it might have been a mistake because, like, I think he said he was trying to use it to work out some demons. Yeah. And but now like, he's but, telling me he's trying not to shoot so passive. Yeah. And be more engaged in the shot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He told me he he didn't say pass that, like, to be more passive. He just told me he just told me that. Uh, um, well, me and Randall are uh, well, closer. Well, I interpreted it as uh, that the. The the no click was a, a mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, he told or me not he a gonna, mistake, but he he's going to work it, it out. Wasn't working. He's going to work it out, and he wasn't sure if it was going to stick with him for indoor or for outdoors. Yeah. So. And you know, it might not stick with him for indoors either. But I, I don't know. know if I were you, Randall, go back to the click, dude. Go back to what was working, dude. Like, don't you don't have to be an archery purist and have perfect everything, like some people say. I disagree with Rudy. I think shooting no click is a is a really legit way to to shoot. I've shot no click. It hinge. is a legit way to shoot for some people and for others it isn't. And you know what? It worked for Randall to shoot with the click. Mm-hmm. Like I like when I shot Outlaws with Randall and he had his click. Like I'd watch him draw his bow, click, and then he worked mm-hmm. through his shot. It was like very consistent. But I think Randall is a guy who, at the height of his indoor game, was shooting like twenty seven, twenty eight x games all the time. Mm-hmm. With a click, yeah, I think he knows what he needs. Yeah, and well, maybe it is going back to click, but he'll figure it out. Yeah, he's got the mind that doing, where he doing got what he's before. doing right now with you know, doing the wrong thing right now is going to make him do the right thing even better when he goes back to a click. Yeah, but I mean, if he's shooting a different <laughs> shot, if you're going, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Randall. All right, in my personal opinion, if you're shooting a different shot, a less passive shot. Then you're not going to be able to sit and hang. You're going to have to change your stabilizer weights. That's my opinion. You're going to have to you're going to have to change the bias of that bow to accommodate a more aggressive shot or a more engaged shot. Now maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Rudy disagrees. That's just my opinion. All right. No, I agree. I agree with you. Meaning the bow looks like it's set up exactly the way it was with 
It with absolutely the, with was. With a click, and I yeah. 100% agree with that statement. Yeah, And maybe it's easier to just go back to a click and go back to your old shot, but if he's trying to evolve, mm -hmm. then maybe that's that's what needs to change also. Um, again, I'm throwing out my opinion, and I just heard today that a lot of people <laughs> think I say shit that is absolutely wrong. <laughs> and they have little powwows, and they're like, man, did you hear that bullshit Wendell said? God, that's so wrong. <laughs> and that may be. But you know what, guys? I, I try to end or emphasize a lot on my show that you need to test shit for yourself and go with what works. I'm merely trying to push you in the direction to find out what works for you. I'm never going to tell you that there's a formula or a set rule that will work, that works for me, and then it, for sure it will work for you. I am absolutely against that kind of thinking. And, uh, yeah, I think I just felt feel the need to say that considering I'm, like, giving unsolicited advice about Randall's shooting style. Well, it, it, the thing is, is, like, we can, the way I'm, the way I, what I, the way I, I look at these podcasts here mm -hmm. between uh, the Rudecast and uh, an Archery Unfiltered is that, like, it's, we're just sharing like our experience. Yeah. And it's our experience and our, just and our, our opinion opinions on and stuff. our, you know, and you know what? Uh, Wendell is an expert in his opinion. Yes. And <laughs> I'm an expert in my opinion. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, is that like what we're doing right now by having a com see, here's the thing. And I think this is maybe the political climate that we live in the today uh -huh. is that everyone has to, I think people are geared to like having like, these uh, sides like the, everything is so binary like it has to be this way or that way and right. it's like unfortunately like people nowadays don't know how to have a conversation right and so it's it's automatically you're wrong and i know i say that too to things i disagree with i'm like no that's wrong yeah and it's you know but you can say that though you can say that you're someone is wrong but it's it's how you you have that conversation so yeah. so if we can have that conversation and be like you know Wendell, i don't think you're right on that or i think you're wrong about this and, but then if you like throw a hissy fit and right. then I do welcome and then, that. And then you say, you say to me, you know what? We're not friends anymore. We're not talking anymore. Uh -huh. Like that's, that's what people do online. And that's like, that's how we're like so politically divided in this country yeah. right now because of that kind of mentality. True. But if we can have a conversation where I'm like, you know what? I think Wendell's wrong or I think Wendell's right. You know what? Like it, the thing is, is if you think somebody's wrong. A lot of times, like, you'll sit there and you'll process that information over and over in your head. And you'll be like, man, Wendell's wrong. And if and if you're an adult, you might, like, in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, might be like, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll give it a try. Maybe. Maybe Wendell was right the whole time. Yeah, maybe you give it a chance, right? But, like, <laughs> if you stormed off and threw a hissy fit and was like, nope, not going to talk to you no more. Like, <laughs> then, yeah, then that then you 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 cut off all... all um, all um, chances of anyone ever evolving exactly so yeah so well, I very much I also very much take a, a Bruce Lee approach to archery where no what using no way is way or no style is style and that's why I say there's no there's no formula for any of this stuff there's no set rule because we're all so different I, I I didn't hear what you just said. Like I just blanked on that because <laughs> the minute you said Bruce Lee and like anytime you compare yourself to like certain legendary people, I, I I'm I, simply paying homage to Bruce Lee. In, I have this endorphin that goes off in my brain that like shuts down and goes, dumb shit's being said. Oh come on, dude! I'm I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I I will never say I'm like Bruce Lee. I'm much more of a Van Dam myself. 
<laughs> oh God! I definitely see myself as much more of a Van Dam, not French, American. You know, all the way, yeah, right down to the bone. <laughs> I see myself more as like a Bruce Willis. I figure. <laughs> you definitely smell like him after <laughs> after Die Hard. <laughs> so, man, um, yeah. So you know, I, I heard from various listeners that yeah, people disagree with me. I'm totally cool with that, and I will. I know sometimes I say things that are wrong or I'll say someone else is wrong. And uh, if you can show me that I'm wrong, I'll I'll be very open to it. Because the whole point of this is that we all get better. You know, we're going to learn from each other one way or another. This is not CNN where we're wrong about something and then, like, we're going to, like, create, uh, try to cover up the lie and then... Right. Keep the light going. It's Most like, of my podcasts, I'm apologizing for being wrong or saying something that was, you know, there, in- incorrect. There's a lot of information out there. And you know what? Sometimes in archery, manufacturers make don't always give all the right information. No. Sometimes. Or give inconsistent information. Sometimes, sometimes it's misleading. I'll tell you right now. There's one. There's some companies out there that have had misprints in their catalog and like people have based their entire like this the manual said the center shot should be (laughs) this distance from the riser in the owner's manual (laughs) and the manufacturer made a misprint on on that can you tell us what uh and people went that was um i can tell you that uh there was, uh, I'm not going to say, but let's just say that there's a lot of strings <laughs> attached. <laughs> let's I'm just not, say, I'm not, I'm not, I won't tell you which bow it. it was, all right, which bow company it is. But there are, this way. There it, are, could, it could have been less than three strings or it could have been more than three. I don't uh, know. Let's just say it that there are prime examples of that bow everywhere. <laughs> No, actually, it wasn't even prime. Uh, Don't worry, Rudy. This is my show. This is not yours. Things can be said here that can't be said <laughs> other places. Just let, let's not keep it. This is like not have racist stuff, but he said. Yeah. Right. Well, here's a different one. Like, I've actually heard that sometimes, like, honestly... Uh-huh. I don't think center shot matters all that much. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I think I think as long as you kind of run it down the... Oh, we lost my mic there, but... I'm oh, sorry, Bill. Uh, I think as long as you run it down the pipe... Yeah. Go on. I don't have any audio. No, I, yeah, I, I, think, I can hear you. Right, you just can't hear you. Sorry. Uh, I think as long as you run it down the, the middle somewhere, you know, and then, uh-huh. you know, with these great tuning systems that we have now with top hats and shims and yokes, you can yeah get get that bow to shoot straight. Yeah, I think a, a walk-back tune is more than some arbitrary number that comes in a manual. Exactly. You know what I mean? And actually, the manufacturers know that, but they have to put something... Yeah, because just to give you a starting point. They have to put some, <laughs> and and I'm just gonna poke fun at Alex Mueller, but they need to put, they need to put something in the book so that Alex can read it and be like, there it is. <laughs> the the book says this, so it needs to be this way. No, he won't like that. It's got to be written by Scott Bomar. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from Jesus's mouth. <laughs> well, he's an engineer, man. I mean, it's like I'm just saying, like, there's like. I'm not. I'm not knocking. Them. I'm just saying, like I know there's going to be people that want to see that a are number. Super analytical, and and they're going to want to see the science. Something in print, you know. Yeah, and, and I think there's 
some of it, like a lot of the sport is science, but some of it's art too. You know. Well, I mean, the I'm sure there's a science to the mental game that we just don't understand yet. Well, I don't know if I'll ever be able to. I'm fairly certain that part of my brain has been fried. I have a feeling that Elon Musk has warned us about that. Like once we figure out that, like I think we have bigger problems to Dude, worry about. So have you heard about nine volt therapy? What? Your, uh, well, it's, it's called uh, su- uh, no, it's like a cranial subdermal. Is that where you put a nine volt battery in your mouth? No, you actually put it on your head. Oh, because I was about to say that's delicious. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, people. <laughs> um, where you shock yourself on the tongue, you're like... So you literally take a 9-volt battery with, with, like, two electrodes or paper clips or whatever, and then you poke it to certain parts of your brain, and that 9-volt will stimulate those certain parts of your brain. Like, you literally put it on your scalp, and it will stimulate certain sections of your brain, and they've done this with shooters. Like, um, like uh, I, don't, I don't think I want to say 3 Are you talking about shock therapy? Like, isn't that, like, illegal now? No, no. Shock therapy is enough to kill somebody. This is a 9-volt, like... That little feeling you feel on your tongue, you won't feel that on your brain. Right? You won't feel anything. Your brain doesn't have pain sensors. At least I don't think so. So um, they took this lady and they ran her through this course, this marksmanship course. And she failed miserably because she was like a cashier at Walmart or something. right? And she's like, I don't do this. And then they hit her in the brain with 9-volt, like a couple 9-volt stimulating things, and then ran her through this marksmanship course, and she cleaned it. And that, with zero practice, she cleaned it. And they were like, okay, what's going on here? And she goes, well, the second time I wasn't nervous, and it just felt like time was going by really fast. <laughs> so it's like she didn't have time to... Dude, so it's like doping. Like, that would probably be form, illegal. Uh, how? How are you going to test for that? No, but I'm saying, like... Just the the sheer like practice of it would. I'm sure. I'm sure the. I promise I'm you. I'm sure World Archery would figure out a way to write a rule against it. What are they going to do? Put resistor? Like are they going to put a um, a voltmeter up to your fingers and see what micro voltage you're running? It's impossible to test for it because it's a brainwave. Your body runs on electricity, and I promise you, if I found the two points on my brain where I could zap myself with a nine volt, I would work that shit into the ground. <laughs> Especially if there's no way to test for it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Bob Eiler knows those two points. <laughs> Bobby, hit me up, man. We're supposed to do a podcast. I'll yeah, man. You need to get on here and, uh, you know, talk some archery, man. Yeah. Or, or, you know, we can talk about what kind of cannabis is good. I still have some. Um, anyway, <laughs> aside from that, where were we going? What Wait were we a talking minute. about? You, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't talk about... Weed? Federally illegal drugs. No, I saw, I messaged him. I said, dude, I was like, everyone in California loves weed. You obviously smoke weed, right? Because you tested positive for it. You're a hero to some stoners in California, you know, namely, you know, the people in the East Bay. N- namely, Wendell Souza. <laughs> I made a T-shirt with his face on it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, dude, like, you, I look at you can d- slice it any way you want, right? The amount of weed they said he had, I think, would make it extremely difficult to shoot. I, I, yeah, I mean, oh, you mean like the levels were so high that yeah, it, that that were on it was were in de- Bob Eiler. It was a deterrent rather than like, I think it would make it so hard to shoot. Yeah, because when when but wasn't it wasn't it like I, I don't even remember now. So such a long time ago, but like 
wasn't it the other stuff that yeah. was in the heart medication? Or it was like medi- propanolol or some kind of beta blocker that he was taking yeah, that like he didn't have a TUE for. That's usually like what like they're more concerned with. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we could point fingers at that, but I would argue that it just put him back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the weed was a big deal, or I should say, I shouldn't call it the weed enough to disqualify. I sound him like on. Jim right now. Um, no, <laughs> we're gonna call it uh, cannabis. Yeah, the dope. The, I don't think the cannabis in his system, or the see, I'm even saying that wrong. The <laughs> THC levels that were in his body. Uh huh. I don't think like were uh, like to any. In, there was no benefit in competition to having those levels of THC other than maybe a safety thing. Meaning like, I don't think if you have like alcohol in your system, like that might calm you down, but you also might make bad. All right. Uh, sorry. When my SD card was full, um, I'm still, uh, pretty low budget with this, uh, podcast stuff, even when I'm using good gear. But anyway, we were talking about Bob Eiler, uh, you know, testing high, you know, with, for the THC and Rudy, you're saying you didn't think it, it's not enough to do anything really. Right? No, I I don't think it's I don't think it's enough to like really uh, benefit someone. like to be a benefit to a shooter. Right, and I firmly believe it is a hindrance, just because all the times that I've shot high, it's always been like you know if the if the name of the game is quiet the mental chatter down, uh, nothing <laughs> adds more people to your brain than getting high. The mental chatter gets insane. Yeah, but you know. It's not the last time I'm going to do it. I'll probably do it again for outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think, well, so we cut off and, and like we, like for like a few seconds there, we weren't able to record anything. Uh huh. But I think, uh, like, I think we were saying, like, uh, I think there's way too much stigma around, uh, you know, that, that whole issue in, in general, you know, like I can understand in sports why you wouldn't. Why? Why it might? Why it might be banned? Like during competition. Obviously, it should be banned during competition because it it's a it's a danger if yeah. you're if you're high while you're shooting. You know, like oh that's yeah, a, for like, sure. That's like a clear safety thing, right? Uh huh. So, but um, like it's funny. Like we go to shoots and like you always hear these guys. Uh, like in like there's like this huge like hypocrisy in my opinion or double standard. Where you hear you hear um, you hear guys uh, at um, at a tournament going like, oh these you know you know these damn Californians and these potheads and you know like they're you know like <laughs> a bunch of immoral you know like making like these pretty like like strong assumptions about you some know, judgments yeah some some judgments about people who use cannabis uh-huh um whether it's for medical reasons or you know for recreational uh-huh you know uh use right so and uh what's what's interesting is uh those same guys like while we're shooting are going are going you know what like man I can't wait to go have a beer after this. We're going to get fucked up and we're going to go <laughs> drink some whiskey. And it's like, what's the difference right? between like going and like, you know, it, it intoxicating yourself beyond like just having like one or two beers yeah. and like getting, getting hammered um, versus like going back to your hotel room or your house or whatever. Yeah, ripping a like, couple bong loads, you know? Yeah. If, if anything, I would argue that the, 
the the person doing the cannabis you know is not starting any fights like i very few <laughs> yeah now <laughs> there's very few uh fights in um in the world of stoners yeah most of those guys um you know, contribute to the economy, the snack food economy, and <laughs> and and drive up my stock in Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely revive old comedy movies pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I think there's a double standard there. But man, we've kind of like covered a, quite a broad range of uh, topics there. Yeah, dude, we got a long drive home. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I you know I'm. Probably not pro shooting high, just because it's a safety issue, you know. At least not in competition. If you're by yourself, I'm not. I'm not pro being on any kind of substance that impairs your judgment. Yeah. When you're handling any kind of a projectile weapon. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree. Or operating a motorized vehicle. I'm gonna do it still. It's. It's. Just, I'll just do it. You're by gonna my... operate a motorized vehicle when I'm stoned. That I gotta that get would to be the... illegal. You shouldn't do that. I gotta get to the archery range somehow. Ladies and gentlemen, he's joking. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm going to smoke there. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't smoke. You can't smoke at a public park in California. It's a fire hazard. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You I'm going to vape it. it there. <laughs> okay, let's uh, moving on here. Uh, I mean, usually you have like your li- like list of notes and stuff that you want to cover there. Why don't you just turn on your little phone thingy over there? Stop freestyling? Yeah, why don't you... Tell us what you got going on next, sir. Dude, we've covered a lot of stuff already. Um, I don't know. I, I wanted to try to have a, a more positive podcast on this one just because last night's episode, I kind of just bitched and moaned the whole time. Yeah, and I'm sorry for my neg- being a little negative there in the beginning. Dude, so. it, it happens. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you noticed, like, we were all, all our group of homies that we hang out with on these shoots, we were all good until, like, that night. We were all kind of shitting on stuff. And I don't know. It's, uh, Archery does weird stuff to you. It it's you know what man like I, I love this sport so much. Yeah, and you know there's always and you know working in a shop and being in the industry and like being a part of it like you're so passionate about it and it you know there's things about it that really like upset you you know not because you you want to see it do so well you know what I mean yeah. Uh, and I want to see other people do really well too. So yeah, me too. It was cool shooting with Brian Webb. You know, it's always a pleasure to shoot with Brian Webb. He's got one of the most consistent shots. Like if you watch him shoot, I don't know what his process is, but whatever it is, he knows how to run it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always fun watching him shoot. And you know, Brian's had seasons where he's just been an absolute killer. Yep. And he puts Brian. on a damn good event too. He does. Um, Him and Alexis put on a damn good event, and and she's awesome. Like I, his wife, like uh-huh. just the passion and, and like her and being around the archers, like like it's so she's so, they're so welcoming. Like I definitely know. feel the love. It's not it's not very often you find uh, a nice blonde woman that's nice to nerds. Bunch of stinky nerds. Okay, <laughs> and get that little iPhone out there and scroll. <laughs> a what more. else you got? What else you got there? What I don't. Do you have any more thoughts on this uh, on the shoot today? No, I thought. I mean, I, I thought I, I always enjoy doing this, man. Like every time we wa- I I do one of these, I learn something and I walk away from it. Yeah, you know, better than I was when I went to it. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, for anyone that's wondering, the thing that worked for me this weekend was just focusing. And, you know, I didn't have a gorilla standing behind me slamming his head into the wall. So I didn't have the same challenge as Rudy did. But the thing that really worked for me that helped me hook up to a lot of stuff, well, first was this, just this word hook up, right? I don't know where I heard it. I think I was watching, like, an airplane documentary about fighter pilots, and they talk about hook up, you know, like, I don't know what it means. I'm not, I was kind of falling asleep when I saw it. But one thing that I noticed that helped me really well was um, contact of my thumb to my thumb barrel. I actually put a Carter thumb barrel on my um, on my abyss, my true ball abyss. Uh-huh. And because they're drilled off center, you can adjust kind of like really fine adjust the position of that thumb barrel. Yeah. And I got it to a spot where uh, but Brian Webb told me, don't reach for the barrel on your thumb button, right? It's going to change the angle of the the hook position. So when you pull back, it's going to be different. And he's 100% right. I did it anyway. I was like, yep, yeah, Brian's right, but that's how I can reach the peg better. Yeah. You know? And you know what's funny, though, is like, though, sometimes when you do that, though, man, man, those shots break so easy. Yes, they do, because you get deep in, in on the thumb barrel. Yeah. Um, but I got an adjustable Carter um, from the release that you gave me. You gave me a Carter uh, a Gorilla. That's not what I gave it for you for. I know. For. I'm going to put a different barrel on it. Don't worry. Uh, but I took that barrel off, and I put it on the Abyss, and I could adjust it. And now it's like I don't reach for the peg. I could just wrap my thumb on it and then start my push and pull process and squeeze a shot off. That's only one half of the uh, the equation. The other half was focusing. And I was really, really focusing on keeping my pin in the middle and not and I was trying to focus on not trying too hard, you know, not pushing shots out the bottom. Not a couple times I pushed shots out left, but they still hung ten. So, you know, I think I missed one. The one arrow I missed today was in practice. Was in during that, uh, you know, the six practice arrows in the beginning. And I kind of felt like, oh, at least I got it out now. Yeah. That's the perfect time to to get that willy, you know, that that shot, get that one out, and then get back to the game. So how 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 much does your pin float in like did it float today in your dot is it like floating in the X or was it like floating in ten? Uh, floating in the ten, not floating in the X. Uh, every so often it would dance outside of the ten, which is not usual, you know. But I kind of just chalked it up to pressure. It's, yeah, it's pressure. It's our second day of shooting. I felt a little more pressure today because I had it in my mind last night after shooting two 300s at the spot. I was like, man, how cool would that be to go home with four 300s? And I told, uh, I think it was my dad. I was talking to my dad on my on the phone, and I was like, man, I, it sure would be cool if I could get four, you know? And uh, kind of a dumb thing to do because now you, you kind of set a, a goalpost for yourself instead of just focusing on shooting clean you know shooting clean shots but i also told myself today it's okay if you don't you know you know what you want to do you want to shoot a 300 but it's okay if you don't you're just human you know so i just concentrated i concentrated on you know that pin keeping it in the 10 not not pushing it out of the 10 you know not uh not overworking it, not trying too hard, and just letting that release be real. Letting that release be my buddy, and uh, it 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 worked out today. And I was so I couldn't be happier. Shooting the 27x on the my second qualifier, 
made me so happy. Because then it made me feel like maybe I'm a little closer to these peeps up in Washington than I give myself credit for. But, you know, one time, well, someone said something about uh, today that, you know, just because you shoot a 300 doesn't mean you're a 300 shooter. So, I'm not a 27X shooter, but, you know, I did dabble in it a little I bit I think uh, Alan said that. Yeah. And I like that. That's very true, you know. It's hard to say what a 300 shooter is from someone like me at this point because they just had a lucky weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I think uh, I think everyone is capable of of a 300 in competition. It's just a matter of like getting out of their own way. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think the the thing is is like I I've shot a lot of 300s yes. in practice this year. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I've also probably shot worse in competition than I ever had. Mm-hmm. In a in a while. Um, okay. and I'm trying to work I'm working out on some things here. Uh-huh. And the irony is that like in the years past, I shot very few 300s in practice and a lot in competition. And a lot in competition. I remember. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, uh, it it's a little frustrating, but um, the point is is like when you start giving yourself like a a definition of what you are and then you don't meet that expectation because like there's highs and lows, man. Like an archery, you're gonna have highs, you're gonna have lows. Yeah. Um, I think I think you're gonna be even harder on yourself, and it's gonna be even more difficult to get back to where you once were if you if you're yeah if you tell yourself like this is what I am, and it's like, well, no, maybe that's what you you did once. Now it's gonna require a whole another a whole another grind to get to get to that point. Again. Yes. Because now you've you just know. you've just elevated. You've just the pushed it up the, the hill. The past is the past. Now you got to look forward and be like, all right, what do I need to do now? Right. I um, have said on this show a lot of times, uh, the second that event is over, it's gone. It basically never existed. And in my mind, I have to start practicing for the next thing. Yeah. What do we got coming up? That that's what we're gonna. That's what we're working towards. Wilderness indoor shoot in Rockland. That's right. Yeah, and that's a fun event. There's going to be a lot of people there that I haven't seen in a while, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, there's all kinds of payouts on that one. So. I hear I hear Buck Hayron has been let out of Facebook jail, and they're actually going to let him into Sacramento this year. Oh, cool, man! It'd be awesome. I thought Buck was Buck doing Hayron. cornhole now. No, he he's doing uh, he's doing uh, like side by side racing and stuff like that. For people listening, Buck Hayron is uh, he's a guy that used to shoot bow hunter like really good way back in the day. He shot freestyle really good. He's one of these, like, old – I call them the expendables, right? The expendables are the wilderness guys that are, like – Buck is one of my mentors. Yeah, he's your mentor. I think he um, played a part in Paige Pierce, you know, her development as well because she gave him a shout-out to him on a, a Bow Junkie podcast a few years ago. And Todd Hawkins is going to be there and can't wait to see that Todd's guy. Todd's one of those guys that was kind of instrumental in developing Paige when she was younger, right? I you know I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but I think what I heard her saying, Bo Junkie, once was that that all of those Northern California shooters like Randy Raglan, uh-huh. Tommy Daly, uh, Buck Hayron, like Todd when Hawkins. she was a young girl, yeah, Ben Hobbs, like all those guys, like she she maybe th- there push wasn't her. there wasn't any other girls her own age 
uh-huh. shooting, so she always had to shoot with the boys. So, so like, uh-huh. like just being around those guys and shooting yeah. safari, like th- those those were where she gathered her uh, right. a lot a lot of of her uh, her, her shot grit. and her grit. Yeah, you know, like those guys are those guys are a. Um, those are they're like some of the most amazing people on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest, because I know a lot of people from a lot of you know different parts of the country and the world listen to this podcast, and you know they're not always a hundred percent politically correct, and <laughs> a lot of you couldn't handle it, you know, and and a lot of you wouldn't understand it. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I think like that's also what holds back some people from being great in this sport is uh you know is what not being pc or not being able to handle someone not, else's opinion not, not being able to handle grit and yes, and, yes i agree and and uh politically in, i'm gonna say politically incorrect it's why my mentor but is, maybe, isn't shooting but maybe factually correct yeah yeah it's uh, why my mentor they, isn't shooting and it's a damn shame yeah i mean it's like you're going to live your life in a little bubble, you know, that's no good. Nah, it might be fine for some people, you know, if you don't want to do archery. Oh, I'm just saying. I, don't, I haven't seen too many people that are great in archery that uh, Here's the thing about Buck. Soft. Buck says some fucking retarded shit, <laughs> all right? But he's a really sweet guy. At his core, he's a sweet guy. Buck is a real patriot. And no, I'm we're a real, lucky to I'm have, a patriot. No, we're lucky to have people that are as passionate about this country as he is yes with that being said buck you say some fucking retarded shit but you're a sweetie and anyway buck is not sweet he's a sweetie no he's not sweet you know he gave he gave emerson so you guys know i've talked about emerson that's my mentor he gave emerson a fuckload of arrows just gave them to him because emerson was short on arrows that that would be generous that definition you're looking for the word you're looking for is generous which is an umbrella term or which falls under the umbrella term of sweetie no his wife his wife would be sweet and bakes you a bunch of cookies Mm. that's sweet the dude giving you a bunch of arrows is generous yeah i don't know who knows you know you say tomato, I say tomato. We'll agree to disagree. How about that? I'll see you in Rockland, you sweetie. See you, see you later there, Tuts. <laughs> but, yeah, so a lot of these guys, I don't know how well-known they are. I think Buck is well-known because he's, like, a, you know, he's in tight with Hoyt engineers and stuff. And I know he's always shooting, like, prototype shit here and there. No, I think Buck is, Buck is instrumental because he shot really well and, you know when he was when he was in bow hunter like uh-huh. he was one of, like you said he was one of these expendables you know people knew who he was because he shot well yeah same thing with like ben hobbs yeah one of those killers you know so a lot of those guys are going to be there at wilderness it's going to be a ton of fun i'm super excited yeah um wilderness they're they 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 those guys love to pay out yeah it's a big payout I think registration is closed for this event it's, already. It's, it's a little f- bit watered down, in my opinion. I think they could tighten it up just a little bit. Like, what do you mean the payouts? Yeah, because they're gonna they pay they pay out per game, and for shoot off, and like there's like a bunch of different ways to win money. Yeah, highest X count. Personally, we'll get one right. I don't I don't like the feeling of not shooting great and still winning, like, 
like if I ha- let's say I shoot a 300 uh-huh. one game and then I shoot a 295 on the next game, uh-huh. right? And then and I get like sixth place, uh-huh. like I don't I don't feel like being rewarded for that. Right, I like, understand. I I like I like the first, second, and third. You like I am. Uh, Do you think it should only be top three gets paid? Um, it depends on how many people are there, I guess. But like, because I think like if we're, if the event is really big, like I think like, the registration's maxed. Yeah, but I think because it's a smaller range, I think the the max is eighteen people. Okay. But um, but if it's like a real like, let's say you're at a hundred people uh-huh. at an event, like yeah, I think paying out like the top ten out of a hundred people, like that's a grind. Yeah. Like okay, tenth place is is good, you know. Yeah. But like, but like. You know, tenth place in, out of sixteenth people. That's well, yeah, not good. I don't think we've done any indoor shoots that paid out to tenth place this year. I'm just, it was exaggerating. Okay, yeah. just an example. No, but 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 I'm saying like, I like it. but I'm saying that the pot gets diluted a little bit because there, you have you have two games, right? And they but, also do a blind draw. Yeah, the blind draw is fun because that's something like on top of it. Like you're paying an extra, you know, I think you pay a little an extra five bucks for blind draw. I think. Uh huh. But um, and I could be wrong about that, but. I, all I'm saying is like, I would say pay out. You, if you're if you're gonna break it up by game, at least maybe pay out for high score and then championship. I but I see. I think they do this to bring in more shooters. Mm-hmm. It makes it more fun for more people. I understand. How many people came up to you this weekend and said, "I'm here to donate money." Everybody. It hurts my soul to hear that because I want everyone to feel like you have a shot at doing something. It's any dog's day. Any of these games is any dog's well, day. Well, when someone says I'm here to donate money, that's that language is is not is them giving up. Yeah, somebody it, coming and saying I'm here to, to shoot my best, even even if like they're not their expectations. Let's like there's realistic expectations, right? Yes. Like some people might come to get beat because they they're paying for that that knowledge and that. The grind, right? Uh-huh. They're going to learn something from it, right? You know? It's like a so, private lesson, almost. Yeah, but when someone says, "I'm here to donate," like that's you know that's sort of like I'm giving up as opposed to yeah, I'm here to do my best. I know. I heard that a lot. I heard that a lot this weekend. One of the people I heard it from that shot really good was Gus. Yeah, no, Gus. Gus needs to like not do that because oh, it doesn't. He's, regardless, he's doing good. I gotta say, he was really impressive in the shoot up. And when he got beat by he got beat by Randall, I believe, but he got beat shooting X's. Him and Randall ended up tying, going to one arrow shoot off. Yeah, it was it was X's that determined who won, not not tens. So yeah. Well, no, I think they tied, and then they had to go to the closest yeah. to center. No, that's the dude was fucking impressive. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Gus, way to go, man! Like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your work. I, I I'll you know. I, I, I get the bringing in more people and like that's why with Outlaws we do the handicap stuff and I get it yeah handicap and then I think because that's, that's what got me into it you know like, I totally get it yeah but I think Wilderness uh, with the Wilderness shoot they're just trying to get more people in make more people feel like you know there's more ways to get paid so it's not such a you know lopsided thing yeah people don't feel like they're up to just donate it's anymore fine. I mean it's Sacramento so I mean it's you know that's you know that's where your governor you know resides so I mean I, I get the mentality. What do you mean, your governor? Your I governor. I didn't vote for Gavin Newsom. He's your governor. <laughs> you hear this shit, Buck? I think. I think the non-patriot I mean, it is, it is, is driving this car it is right Sanford, now. It is Sacramento. I mean, 
everyone blames San Francisco, but like you know, Sacramento's mm-hmm. where all the decisions are being made. Yep, and I think San Francisco's the problem. <laughs> anyway, this isn't a political podcast, and it is not a hunting podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Now, Rudy, what else you got? Anything I'm, else? You- I, I think I, I, I'm good, man. I, I don't. <laughs> Thanks, Brian Webb. That was a great shoot. Uh, I had a lot of fun this weekend. I, Brian, so I, you're a sweet man. I think he's a generous man, is what you mean to say. <laughs> um, uh, one of the great things about this weekend, how many how many shoots can you do fucking two shoots? I mean, we shot all weekend. We competed all weekend. It's like Outlaws, but indoor. Like, how often does this happen? Where you get two days like this at two different places? I think... It doesn't happen very often. Like this, this is the this first for us. Brilliant. And as far as you know, California archery goes, this fucking rocks. No, this was awesome. Like this was like great because it. What was good about it was it was two different locations and it was two separate shoots on two days. Yep. Like it's not a two day shoot where you shoot one day, and go home and go like, oh man, uh, tomorrow. Like yeah, it's, it was like let's get at it. Well, one is done. And now it's time for the next one. You could see it in everyone that was shooting today that they were like, all right, new day. The new day energy was like, this is brand Brand new. effing new. You can say it. You can say fucking. This is unfiltered. Brand new. <laughs> no, I, I think I think there's a little meter there that, and I think we exceed, you exceeded the, <laughs> the, the, the number of like where it's unnecessary. and. Like, I know Impact wants to work closer with uh, the spot when it comes to these. And do more collaboration. I think the spot is just a little, um, what's the word, uh, insulated. I think they insulate themselves a little bit too much. But uh, big, big props, big thumbs up to Impact for reaching out and making. Yeah, and thank you, thank you to, thank you to the spot for putting for, on a badass event. It. That manager Bill is a cool, cool motherfucker. Yeah, and thank you Steve for for uh, allowing, just for it was, the shop was beautiful. The range was clean. Like, it was yeah. really, like, the one thing I really like about both of these shops here in, in Fresno is, um, like, how clean both shops are. Right. Like, the, are. It, it is two very good-looking businesses with <coughs> two owners that definitely take a lot of pride in what they're doing. Yeah. That, that, that for much is, uh, a, for, for sure, that's very apparent. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Great experience. Uh, everyone that shot both days, you guys know what we all went through. You know, we all share this kind of um, this experience. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, were you juiced that Mark Rubio wasn't there today? No, not really. I, uh, I, I could have used a little Rubio. Rubio. I was juiced. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I think I think I could have used some Rubio uh, pep talk today. Yeah. Yeah, Rubio. I could have used some. Actually, what I said to Rubio yesterday was, I really miss not having Randy there. Like, like Randy. Randy Long. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Long is a guy that could. Dude, told you how to zen out. Randy's my Oprah, dude. Is that your new mentor? Huh? If Buck was your original mentor, is Randy? No, no. I said he's my Oprah. I know, I know. But would you consider him your mentor? Oh, like I, I consider, I consider Randy. I consider Rubio, I consider Buck all mentors. Mm. You can have more than one, you know. Oh, that's very generous of you. It's very generous. <laughs> and it's very sweet of you for thinking of <laughs> for saying that. Yeah. I guess um, 
man, I, I there used to be a podcast called like Legion of Mentors or like League of Mentors or something like that. I guess, I guess you could kind of say we all take like, especially us. I don't want to say younger guys, but we and, learn a and lot. And you know what? Actually, I missed something there. What's Brian, that? I consider Brian a mentor too. Yeah. Like, because I looked up to Brian. You know, Brian. Brian shooting was his his he was an ama- he's an he is an amazing shot. Well, another thing that's amazing about Brian is his attitude. He's like unfazed. It's yeah. gonna take a lot to pull a smile off of Brian's face. Concern it. Yeah, and I think. Um, like, you know, as far as my own personal development goes, that would be a good way to go. Yeah. You know, if Brian had a podcast, he wouldn't waste episodes bitching about Greg Poole or bitching about stupid products. It would all be positive stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely... Uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, you were going to swing some blows at me. I uh, would never do that unless he had it coming. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, I think we're going to pull over and get some snacks here. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I don't know if I feel the need, if I should apologize for being so negative on the last episode. But, you know, if I were to censor myself, you guys wouldn't get an unfiltered podcast. Uh, you guys are always going to get my honest um, opinion, feedback, viewpoint, whatever. And uh, if you disagree, that's okay. I'm all right with that. And uh, I'd just like to say that this episode is brought to you by DMB Customs. That's Darren and Bet. They do seracoding in Napa, California. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, you know, they do bows that are so cool that you might have seen them. You might have seen some of Darren's work. Yeah. You know where you might have seen some? Some of you may have heard of an Olympic archer named Casey Caulfield. She's got one of Darren's bows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yes, she do. Go check that out in the Olympics, baby. <laughs> she's got one of Darren's bows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, that ain't no indoor shoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you know, the Olympics. That's the Olympics, fellas. <laughs> yeah, DB Custom Coatings. Check them out. Everyone knows that uh, the default colors that come from the company are fucking weak. <laughs> they do seracoding in Napa, California. Make your bow not so fucking lame. <laughs> God. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I'm unsponsored, uh, or sorry, no, I said that wrong. Go ahead. Um, West Coast. West Coast, yeah, big thanks to West Coast Archery. Yep. Thank you for all your support, Hans and Adrian. You guys, uh, I can't do what I, what I do without you guys. For sure. I'm forever grateful. Who else to thank? Gold Tip. Oh, yeah, you forgot Gold Tip. You're a Gold Tip sponsor. Tim Gillingham, I owe you smooch on the lips when I see you next. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank Hoyt <sighs> and Easton. And oh, okay, go ahead. That's it. I just did. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, I'll get back at it and start giving you guys, you know, practice updates on what you should be doing, giving you homework, you know, as I see fit. And uh, you guys take what you need, leave what you don't. All right. Send send uh if if you're gonna send uh. If you're gonna send any questions or or things like that, take a moment to like do a well thought out question for poor Wendell here. 
just you know <laughs> make it a long one <laughs> don't don't send little spotty questions here and there uh, and if you're gonna ask a question expect a response that is his it'd be like you're listening to the podcast opinion. don't argue with the guy you can argue yeah, that's fine I'm just See, the, th- the thing is is like wendell's got a baby he's got a family so don't be texting him and calling him and and telling him that he needs to answer his phone at this very moment because, <laughs> you know, thanks, the, Rudy. The homeboy works a lot. So, uh, I said it last night. Remember, guys, all it takes is all you got, and uh, I think that's the has never been truer than now. Was that a Sublime song? No, man. No, you're thinking of something else. I would never say that a Sublime song. I don't have a son on my elbow. Tattooed on my elbow. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, check out this joke I wrote. I'm basically a reverse Canelo Alvarez. I'm a white guy that looks Mexican. Ba-doo-psh. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being uh, so tolerable. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Rudy, for being on my show. All right, man. Peace.